coming up. When things weren't going her way in the family court, um, she decided to start making allegations when things weren't going her way and then decided just not to appear. That was her solution to the problem. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. November 3rd, 2018. This is the last time Peter sees Olivia and Mason. On February 1st, 2019, 2000, excuse me, February 8th, 2019, and February 15th, 2019, Katie Reifert failed to appear in family court. In February of 2019, a mother seemingly vanished from North Tonawanda, New York, along with her two kids. On February 6th of 2019, Peter talked to Olivia via Katie's cell phone, and that was the last contact he had. February 7th, 2019, is the last time Olivia attended school here in New York State. February 15, 2019, Peter Dyer-Bakerly was granted full custody of Olivia and Mason by Niagara County Family Court. Katie filed a written response, which in part contained, I have been forced into hiding. Investigators would spend the next three years searching for them. Our Criminal Investigation Bureau worked diligently to locate Katie, Olivia, and Mason. They followed any leads developed and any new information obtained. We used the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. We used social media and news media as well to try to locate Katie, Olivia, and Mason. Earlier this month, the Niagara County Sheriff's Office held a press conference to announce that all three had been located almost 2,000 miles away. Using information that was obtained from the FBI and independently gathered, our CIB, our Criminal Investigations Bureau, turned our attention to Albuquerque, New Mexico. With further investigation by our Criminal Investigation Bureau, it was determined that Katie, Olivia, and Mason were positively in that area. Tell us about Katie Ryford, this mother, and her two children, Mason Ryford and Olivia Ryford Dyer-Bakerly, who went missing back in 2019. So the morning of March 3rd, we got an email from the Niagara County Sheriff's Office saying they were going to be holding a big press conference that afternoon with an update on the case. Now, it said that it was about Katie Ryford and her two children who disappeared in 2019. That's the last time anybody saw them. And we didn't know what the update would be at that point. So we figured, you know, either they were found and they were safe or or something bad had happened to them. We just didn't know. Back in 2019, this mother, Katie Reifer, would have been 34. Her son was just one and her daughter was eight. Do we know when and where they were all last seen back in 2019 or what was going on leading up to their disappearance? Yeah, so this was a family court situation. So it was a big custody battle. And in 2019... She didn't show up for one of her court appearances, and the dad ended up getting full custody, and that's when the mom and her two kids disappeared. Now, this is a situation where it's family court, so we usually don't cover these cases. There was never an Amber Alert put out for either of the kids, and we did do a web story back in September because the case hit the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And that's the poster that you might see online with the pictures of the kids, how they looked when they disappeared, because Mason was little. He was like one or two years old. So they did these age progression photos. 
But we never put a story on the air because it was a family court custody situation until March 3rd when they held the press conference. The Niagara County Sheriff and the Niagara County DA will share an update with us at a press conference at 1 o'clock today. They have not said anything about what the update is. So I will be there at 1 o'clock up in Lockport and we'll stream that press conference for you live at WGRZ.com. And ended up announcing that they found everybody alive. On March 2nd of this year, her exact location was confirmed. The U.S. Marshal Service in Buffalo was contacted. They in turn contacted the U.S. Marshal Task Force in Albuquerque. Last night in the evening, the Marshal Task Force located Katie, Olivia, and Mason at an address in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Well, an Niagara County mother and two children missing for more than three years have turned up alive and in New Mexico. When they first go missing, I imagine the first big question for investigators had to be, did something happen to all three of them, this mother and her kids, or is this a situation where the mother brought her kids somewhere? And it sounds like they pretty quickly came to believe it was the second scenario. Yeah, and especially because if you Google, because before I went to this press conference, I had to figure out, all right, what do we know about this case? I found that one web story we did. And there were websites that her family created online with all of these allegations against the father. And this came up during the press conference when they announced that they had found the family where investigators said, you know, don't believe everything you see on social media. Don't believe everything you see online. So I think pretty early on, investigators knew that the kids were probably with the mom and that she was going somewhere to hide out. And remember, this happened in 2019. So it was before the pandemic. But then for a bulk of the time they were missing, it would have been during lockdown and during the height of the pandemic. And this stretched on for years, for three years. I, I can't imagine for this father, for other family members to not know what's going on, to not hear from the kids, to not have any way to know if they're safe. Right. And then, you know, when they revealed that they were alive, you find out that the mom was using a different name. Katie Reifert had been living under a different identity. The kids were using different last names. And Olivia and Mason were given a different last name. But the mom was, Katie, was able to get the kids into school. Investigators said that they didn't really do big background checks for identities in the Albuquerque School District. It's a big school district, and they made it sound like it was super easy for her to just kind of go off the grid and live this life there. She was able to rent an apartment somehow. We asked how she was able to get the money to do that. Um, investigators said that she was not working. We asked if maybe her family was helping her. They would not comment on that because there's still an ongoing investigation. And I imagine that more charges could end up being filed against people who may have been involved in this situation. Do we know what exactly happened leading up to that press conference? How investigators were able to locate Katie and the children? I think the most recent thing we'd heard was in the fall of 2021 that they were stumped, that they were asking for help from the public. Yeah, so that's when we posted that web story with the poster, with the pictures of the kids, and then, you know, the computer guesses of what they would look like now because almost three years had passed at that point. Investigators said that they were working with a lot of different agencies. I believe they said that the FBI got involved, so... They were able to somehow track her. I don't know how they did it. They didn't reveal that. So I don't know if they were able to do it 
by using you know technology maybe maybe she was going online maybe she had a cell phone they were able to ping they they would not reveal that information to us so there are a lot of questions you know that we were throwing at the Niagara County Sheriff and he just wasn't wasn't able to tell us anything else. Yeah, I can't confirm that at this time. I'm not I'm not going to disclose. It's still part of an active investigation that's still being worked out. Do we have any information on why New Mexico? I mean, did this mother throw a dart at a map? Did she have family there? Any information on that? Yeah, it seems super random, especially since it's so far away from Western New York. So she had to get her kids there and I'd imagine some of their belongings. Um, She had family there. That's what the sheriff's office told us. So uh, she had family in New Mexico. It sounds like it was a place that she probably knew she could go and have that kind of support, especially because she said that she wasn't working. Um, but they did not go as far to say that her family was financially helping her. They just told us that she did not have a job while she was there. Three years is such a long time. One of these kids it was school age. She'd be 11 now, if I'm not mistaken, and the younger yeah. brother would be three. Do we have any information yet about what their lives have looked like for the past three years? Yeah, I asked the sheriff how they were doing because I was curious, you know, they're going to see their dad for the first time in three years and they've been living solely with their mom this whole time. Um, The sheriff and one of the lead investigators on the case said that the kids were doing okay and that the dad was super excited to be able to be reunited with them. Now, I don't know if that has happened yet because the kids were still in New Mexico when they held the press conference. And then the mom has to be extradited back to Niagara County at some point as well. But they did tell us that the kids were doing okay. So it sounds like they, they are at least, you know, physically healthy. We don't, this has to have a huge impact on their mental health as well. We, we just don't know how they're doing in that department. You also mentioned investigators addressed some rumors they said would be going around on social media. What else can you tell us about that? Yeah, so if you go to the websites that were up, there are a lot of rumors, a lot of allegations. It's pretty intense. Like there are audio files, video files, and I kind of just looked around briefly before we had to go to the press conference. And, you know, there are allegations against the dad and, and the sheriff basically was like, don't believe everything you see online. Um, those rumors are not true. We investigated this and the kids are going to be living with their dad. He got full custody. What you're going to see on social media is assertions that, that uh, Peter is an abusive father. Uh, she had to ru- uh, run and hide for her safety. Um, I would recommend that you don't get your facts off of Facebook. Uh, that maybe family court and the sheriff's office and the DA's office may know a little bit more about the case than what people are saying on Facebook. Um, Essentially, when things weren't going her way in the family court, um, she decided to start making allegations when things weren't going her way and then decided just not to appear. That was her solution to the problem. And then she didn't show up for court, so she was in violation of court, and that's when she, you know, allegedly took off with the kids and ended up in New Mexico. We don't know if they ended up going somewhere else before that, but they were found in New Mexico. What charges is Katie Ryford facing now, or is she facing charges? So she's in custody. 
She had two active warrants out for her. One was for custodial interference, and one was for that violation of a family court order from Niagara County Family Court. That first charge is a felony. She faces a maximum sentence of four years, and that's because she's accused of taking the kids across state lines when she did not have custody of them. On March 2nd of this year, based upon that information, we were able to obtain a criminal court warrant for custodial interference in the first degree, which is an e-felony. And the reason that is, is we were able to prove that she had taken the kids out of this state and went to New Mexico. Now, there was one concern that the sheriff had because of the bail reform laws in New York State. He said that once Katie Ryford's extradited back to Niagara County, they don't know how long that'll take because they don't know if she'll fight extradition or not. He said that most likely she would be released on bail and she would be free and out there in the world until she has to appear for her next court appearance. And I think before the bail reform changes were made here, she may have had to stay in jail until and in custody, or maybe she would have had a bail set really high and not been able to get out. But there are a whole bunch of issues going on there in New York State. So he seemed concerned, you know, that she might be able to disappear again and they might have to be looking for her again because of the bail reform laws that happened here. Kelly Dudzik with WGRZ in Buffalo. We'll be keeping an eye on your reporting. Thanks for sharing the story. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. We're right here with a new one every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to or following the podcast wherever it is you're listening right now. If you're looking for more podcasts, you can find all of our shows at vaultstudios.com. That includes our weekly podcast, True Crime Chronicles. That'll do for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.